You're listening to Congratulations, It's Assist, a holistic health podcast for your curious brain. Welcome to episode 10 of Congratulations, It's Assist. This was actually supposed to be the last episode of the season, but I'm impulsive. I've changed my mind. Uh, We've got way too many amazing people who are willing to have a chat with us for this podcast. So we're pushing it out to 20 episodes before we'll take a break for a couple of months and come back with a nice strong season two. For this episode, I really wanted to touch on a few of the questions that have come through around the menstrual cycle, things that you may not be comfortable discussing with family members or friends. You know, it's not very often that we kind of rock up to a vino date and go, oh, you know, I've had some really weird peach colored blood that's been spotting throughout the month and I don't really know what it means. It's like the same kind of concept as talking to someone about poo for the first time like once you break the barrier it's fair game you can talk about it all the time but that first time can be really intimidating and confronting you might just not want to do it and that's cool but you also might not know what information you're looking for when you're trying to find out what is going on with your body Just a reminder, you've heard it all before, but I'm not a medical professional. I'm just super interested in this topic based on my own experience with PCOS and the changes I saw with my menstrual cycle. So I'll only be quoting reputable sources and all of the links will be in the show notes so you can go check them out yourself and make sure it's where you want to get your info from. And I think that's all of the administrative duties done. So let's dive into the world of menstruation. And I really want to start off with some high level observations and information about periods before we go into some of the deeper details. And we know in the past talking about periods has been quite taboo and there's reasons for that. There's so many cultural beliefs that have been held for hundreds of years about periods and what they mean and we go into this world of not speaking about it because it's kind of bad and stuff. It's hard because it's something that happens to a huge amount of the population on a very, very regular basis, like too regular. The number of days that we're looking for in a menstrual cycle would be 22 to 40 days. And you might see some slightly different numbers floating around like 21 to 38 days or 25 to 42 days. But generally, we're looking for that bracket of 22 to 40 with 28 days being an absolute optimal number of days in the cycle. And this is the medical normal, right? So There was a point in time where my cycle was 65 to 70 days. And for me, that was freaking amazing because I hadn't had a period for 12 months. So to have any kind of observable menstrual cycle was just mind blowing. I was so happy about it. And once I could actually see that I was getting a period, I started to make some changes and now I'm on a 28 day cycle. So just because you're stuck on a cycle of X amount of days now, it doesn't mean that you have to stay there. You definitely can move to a cycle that is perceived as more healthy or more normal if you want to. It takes a lot of work, but it's definitely possible. And if this is something that you're interested in doing, I'd really recommend reaching out to a menstrual health coach such as Faye Sheridan, who's in episode two, just so you have someone to kind of walk you through the process, explain what it's going to look like for you and help you through it as you switch some stuff around. 
Now, just to break down the menstrual cycle further, the first five to 10 days of the cycle is when we're usually looking at having a period. And then in the middle of the cycle, so between day 14 and day 20, if you're within that ideal range, you would be ovulating around this time. So that's when you can get pregnant is when you're ovulating. I think it's critically important to mention that if you're looking at getting pregnant, go ham, have heaps of sex. If you're looking to avoid pregnancy, then it doesn't mean you're a free agent and that you can have unprotected sex at the beginning or at the end of your cycle and you won't get pregnant. Everyone's different. Ovulation, like I said, that ideal range is 14 to 20 days into the cycle, but you could ovulate at the beginning of your cycle. You could ovulate at the end of your cycle everyone's different and there are a bunch of people who get pregnant uh, outside of that window. So make sure you're taking the necessary precautions unless you're tracking your ovulation in a particular way. So now that we've got a bit of a baseline about what the menstrual cycle is, let's move into discussing what the different colors that you may experience throughout that cycle actually mean. So whether that's through your period or your bleed or at other times of the cycle through spotting, there's a range of different colors which all mean completely different things. Now, the information that I'll be talking through is from a website called medicalnewstoday.com and the article is, what does the color of period blood mean? I've chosen this article because it's super comprehensive compared to anything else I could find and it's only a couple of years old, so it was published in 2019. I've done some comparisons with this particular article and some other articles and journals and the information is on par, but it just also provides a little extra level of detail. It's also medically reviewed, which, you know, it helps. It definitely helps. <laughs> so the optimal color that we're looking for when we first get our bleed for the month is bright red. And we want it to be bright red because it indicates that it's fresh blood and it's a steady flow. It's not stagnant. It hasn't been sitting within the uterine walls for a few months. It's fresh. It's coming out. Everything's happening the way it should. So a period can either start with bright red bleeding and then it can darken towards the end of the period. That's pretty normal. But it's also pretty common for the period to start bright red and then also just continue to be bright red. It depends from person to person. Now, there are a few things included here which I'm not going to go through because I feel like it's a little bit alarmist. If you've got a bright red period, it usually means that it's quite a healthy period. If that bleeding is also teamed with some other symptoms that may be unusual for you, then it can indicate that there may be an issue. So it's a good idea to go to a GP or a gynecologist to talk through those symptoms. If you're not experiencing any weird symptoms and you've just got bright red, fresh blood, then top stuff like that is a healthy period. I'll move on to a different color and I'm going to lump in black, brown and dark red all together because this is just different levels of oxidation of the blood, which means that the blood has chemically bound with oxygen molecules and it starts to darken the color. So these colors can appear either at the beginning of a period or at the end of the period and you can also spot these colors throughout the month. So this basically means that it could be blood that's been sitting inside a little bit longer than it should have. So if you've got a longer cycle, you may notice that the blood's a little bit darker when it comes out. So it's kind of a scale. It would go from black to brown to dark red. And then the less oxidation, it would go to a brighter red color from there. Now, again, if you're noticing that you do have black, brown or dark red blood, 
and it's kind of on its own, there's no other symptoms or anything like that, then it's pretty normal. There's nothing inherently wrong with having darker shades of blood, so don't stress. If you notice that you have some other symptoms such as there's itchiness or there's swelling, you're having trouble going to the bathroom or you've got a weird smell that's going on, then that can be indicative of a potential blockage inside the vagina. So it may be a good idea again to speak to a doctor about that. Now, with brown blood, If you're getting spotting throughout the month, this can sometimes be a really early sign of pregnancy and this is referred to as implantation bleeding. So implantation happens after the egg is fertilized by a sperm and then the egg implants on the uterine wall. Now there can be spotting and then that would come out brown as you are probably just spotting out a little bit of old blood that's stayed in the uterus. So don't be too stressed about that. That is pretty common to have implantation bleeding. However, if you notice that you are pregnant, you know you're pregnant and you're spotting throughout your pregnancy, that may be an opportune time to go and speak to a doctor because while it is pretty common to bleed at the very beginning of a pregnancy, it's not considered normal to be bleeding throughout your pregnancy. So let's go to the other end of the spectrum. So we've gone through bright red, which is our medium, and then we've gone into the darker shades. So let's go into the lighter shades and start with pink. Pink blood or spotting can occur when your period blood mixes with your cervical fluid. So it will come out that lighter shade. Uh, This can happen when you're using hormonal birth control as it can lower the estrogen levels in your body and that can lead to a lighter flow with a more pink hue during your periods. Now, while that could be the reason why you have pink menstrual blood, it can also be that maybe you've had sexual intercourse and you've got some small tears in the vagina or the cervix and then the blood from these tears mixes with your vagina fluids and then it comes out looking like pink spotting or a pink period. But while that can also be the reason, there are other causes of pink periods Uh, such as maybe you've got anemia, so you could be iron deficient, which would mean that you have less red blood cells, which may cause the period to come out a little bit lighter. And other factors such as weight loss and an unhealthy diet can also impact too. So just as blood mixing with cervical fluid can appear pink, it can also appear orange. Orange blood or discharge often indicates that there may be an infection. So again, if you're noticing other symptoms alongside this discharge, such as itching, discomfort, a weird smell, all that jazz, don't be shy, go speak to your doctor. And the last color that we have here is gray. So gray is usually a sign of bacterial vaginosis, which is a condition that occurs due to an imbalance between beneficial and harmful bacteria in the vagina. So again, you get those classic symptoms like itching or swelling or it's funky odor. And specifically with bacterial vaginosis, it can smell quite fishy. So it's distinct. If you're getting the gray discharge along with that, just go, just go to the doctor, just go. Uh, Because if you have these bacterial infections and you kind of let them brew, it can cause you some further issues down the track. So just to round out those final three, I guess, more unusual colors, the pink, the orange, and the gray. If you are pregnant and you see any of those colors throughout your cycle, get yourself straight to your obgyne or whoever is helping you through the process of your pregnancy because it can be an early sign of miscarriage. So go straight away. So just to summarize, bright red blood is 
awesome. Anything that's on a red hue is still awesome, but it just means that the darker it gets, the longer it's had to oxidize. Anything on the other end of the spectrum, keep an eye on. And that's that for period colors. So just to come full circle after openly talking about the menstrual cycle, when I started off saying that it was taboo to talk about or has been taboo, or maybe even is still taboo in quite a few circles, there is evidence all over the internet to support why this may be the case. And I say this with absolutely no political flair whatsoever. It's just an observation that I made while I was researching the topic. To start off, I was reading a peer-reviewed journal article, which was called Islamic and Jewish Law on the Colors of Menstrual Blood. And you get through the article and you get to the end where there's a summary of all the colors and what they mean in Judaism and in Islam. And red and black are considered impure in both of those religions. Now, after we've discussed the colors of menstrual blood and we've deduced that red is super healthy, it's the optimal color, and black is probably a little bit more oxidized than it should be, when that is considered impure, it would make it super difficult to talk about the topic. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be posting myths and facts about the menstrual cycle, and we really want you to get involved. Tell us what you think is true, what you think's a lie, and we'll be posting the answer the following day. Thanks again so much, as per usual, for tuning in to Congratulations and Assist. We absolutely love to have you join us and we can't wait for you to tune in again next time. Don't forget to give us a five-star review if you're enjoying what you hear. See ya! Anything discussed on this podcast does not constitute medical advice. I'm not a doctor. I'm just interested. Please speak to your GP or other healthcare professional before making any changes. Oh, wait, one more thing. The music for this podcast was created by my amazing partner, Matthew Tanner, in our friend Harry's house. Until next time, know you will assist. <laughs>